Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast, brought to you by Mountaintop Data. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Giovanna Allen of Twisted Networking about networking for introverts. I'm sure this will work for everyone, so don't worry if you're super gregarious. Um, but uh, Giovanna is an author, business consultant, networking coach, and the founder of Twisted Networking. Giovanna, thank you for coming on today. Thanks so much, Sky, for having me. So networking, introverts, you've got a book on this topic. I know you have a whole bunch of kind of tips and tricks and techniques and stuff like that in there. Um, can you share a little bit of a, maybe an overview of of your networking philosophy of of what we what we can expect here? Awesome. Um, well, what happened was in 2021 during the pandemic, my business coach said, "Javanya, you should write a book," and I'm like write a book. I don't write books. I buy books. I read them, but I don't write them. It almost um, sounds like an insult. Like you should go fly a kite. You should go write a book. <laughs> really? I just didn't see myself as an author. You know, when I think of books, I think about these anthologies and books that I, I just personally would not have thought that I would write a book. And so um, I came up with this title, The Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker, which is a mouthful. However, I am an introvert by nature. 2017, I started a networking company, um, being an introvert, which seems like an oxymoron in itself because most people think introverts don't like people. Actually, we love people. We just have to deal with people a little bit differently. And so in my book, I just took about 10 of the lessons that I had learned over the past decade about networking and how to apply it to my business and also to help other introverts to master this art. Excellent. So what's, I guess, do the techniques here work for non-introverts as well, or is this very introvert specific techniques? These are definitely general techniques. However, I give them from an introvert's perspective. Um, I've had extroverts read my book and say, wow, I've learned a lot from them, from your book. And it also has helped them to identify better with the introverts that they work with. And so these are techniques that anybody can use. Excellent. But particularly helpful for the, uh, for the introvert, which half of every, I don't know, if you're in Mark, if you're not in sales, it's probably because you're an introvert. That's why you're in marketing in the first place. So exactly. enjoy. Um, well, where would you like to start? I mean, you want to go through a just go through a handful of the techniques. Um, what what do you want to start with here on this? Sure. Let's start with chapter one. Chapter one is like my favorite chapter in the book. It's about personal development. If now, if you started with a different chapter, I'd say I think you had them in the wrong order then. And I have to <laughs> apologize. That's one hell of an interview technique I have here of saying, hey, what would you like to do? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, personal development. That's the way we get started. And it all starts with the way we think, the way we feel about ourselves, um, how we connect with other people, and also understanding and accepting being an introvert for who we are. Um, society tells us that in being an introvert, there's something wrong with us, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with us. We just show up a little bit different in the world. And so I challenge other introverts, instead of just focusing on professional development, put some personal development in your daily routine and watch how your relationships change. What do you mean by personal development? Do you mean just like put on deodorant and brush your hair? What are we talking about here? 
No, 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 Sky. I'm talking about reading books, listening to podcasts, other educational audio to help you grow personally. Reading some books like The Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker, Think and Grow Rich, different books mm. that are going to help you um, internalize who you are and to just to see yourself in a more positive light. So if you want to have something interesting to talk about with a particular group, have something interesting to talk about with that group. Like if you're going to be in a group of, of people that are all into college football, maybe watch a couple games and Google college football. So it's kind of like that. Like if you want to be comfortable in the group, know the information from it um, so, so that you can have conversations with these people and take away some of that awkwardness. Exactly. And, and networking is all about relationships. And so personal development delves deeply into the first relationship, which is the relationship with yourself. Yeah. That's the first one you have to look at. And even for, it just made me think about people who are outgoing and gregarious. Sometimes they forget that there's other people in the room besides them. <laughs> and so for them, personal development will help them learn that you're not the center of everybody's world. Um, there's other people that are just as interesting as you are. And I would also say my first comment, also brush your hair and put on deodorant. Yes, yeah. that's included in the personal development. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just that, but you can still do that. You can still. Do... Okay. So work on yourself. It's interesting. I remember hearing some dating advice on some show years ago. Uh, somebody called in and, oh, I'm having a hard time dating, finding somebody. Um, and the advice the person got was, I don't know, maybe take a shower and do some push-ups. Make yourself more appealing. Stop trying to saying I, these people are, I can't find the right person. It's like, no, you aren't the right person. Make yourself more appealing. Work on yourself, you know, focus on your job for a year and get a raise and, you know, maybe don't take them out to Taco Bell now. Um, like work on yourself. And then the other side of the equation is a lot easier. So in the networking, start with yourself, make yourself exactly. more appealing. It's about attracting people to you. If you're if you're unattractive, if you don't know what you're talking about, if people feel uncomfortable with you, they're not going to do business with you. It's, it's a lot, yeah. It's a lot more difficult to have a conversation with people if you suck at conversation. Definitely, yes. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. And people have conversations with people they know, like, and trust. And I might know you, but do I like you? <laughs> and the only way I can trust you is if we develop that that rapport and that bond, but, um, it starts with you. Like you mentioned, I feel like these tips probably work for like people with autism too. In the whole, um, what would I do if I was pretending I was a human way of trying to interact with people? Like, let me do my research on this crowd, find out what they talk about. So I can talk about that stuff, find out their mannerisms and, and mimic them type of thing. I mean, it's kind of doing a version of that saying, Hey, do your homework so you can feel comfortable in this group. Exactly. And you have to feel comfortable within yourself first to connect with people. So personal development is really like looking at yourself. I know I did several of the Myers-Briggs personality tests or, you know, different, the DISC, different tests just to learn more about Javanya and to connect with myself because the more connected you are with you, the easier it is to connect with other people. So interesting. Is there any aspect of, um, you know, kind of like role-playing or, or, uh, to your to your techniques here for introverts i know like a halloween party if people are in full costume introverts tend to find it a lot easier to interact when they're wearing a mask because mm -hmm. now they're not them they're some other character 
So it's like you're playing a character. I remember training salespeople and telling them, look, if you're hesitant to say this or go down this path, then you don't do that. You're an actor because we, we're in LA. We would get actors. And I'm like, don't don't try to be a good salesperson. Just act like one. <laughs> like yeah. you don't have to just act like put on an Okay. You're an act. Now do this act. Um, and it, and then they didn't have to be themselves. And they were like, oh yeah, I might not say that, or that might feel awkward to me, but my, my character can no problem. Exactly. And I, for me, it's like, I'm, I have to perform sometime. Um, doing interviews like this are not as comfortable for me as it could be for someone who's gregarious. For me, I have to prepare myself mentally, emotionally. I know after this, I'm going to need to take a nap because I am an introvert and people and all of this drains my energy. So yes, it's more of a performance um, so that you can uh, accomplish your goals. I think uh, many people who know me don't think of me as an introvert. And I get on the podcast and I talk very, I tell people, I, I think, uh, I think I am. And one of my examples is when I went on my first date with my wife, I had researched and had bullet points on speaking topics because I was terrified I would run out of anything to say. <laughs> and then she still to this day talks about how I would not shut up on that first date. And I was like, I, I have my speaking points. I was ready. I didn't want to have you know, silence. I was like, okay, what's something good that she'll probably be able to talk about? And so I remember I had just like five bullet points I'd memorized for things to fall back on. And I do that on the podcast now too. I have bullet points to, you know, if we had some awkward silence here, I'd quickly look at my bullet points and say, can you give some great stories of successes and failures within networking? <laughs> you know, one of the great things about introverts and it, it's chapter six in my book is that we're great in one-on-one -on -one situations. And so that's something that we need to learn to capitalize on, spending one-on-one -on -one time. Great crowds can stress, big crowds can stress us out. Um, walking into a room with unfamiliar faces can, it sent me in my first panic attack. It was horrible. Um, but the one-on-one, -on -one, like we're doing now, or even with you and your wife, when you are on your first date, you have your talking points, you know what to say and how to focus on that one person. And that's, you know, one of the things that helps us to excel if we understand how to harness those one-on-ones as well. So introverts shouldn't go on The Bachelor. That's another great tip. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. Do a one-on-one. -on -one. Come on. <laughs> okay. So first thing, start with you. Yes. That's That, that makes sense. That's great. Um, I'm I'm putting it all on you today because you just have these these topics. So what's what's next? What else you got, Giovanna? Um, um, the next thing is affirmations. Um, and people usually think affirmations, what does that have to do with networking? Um, or is it that woo woo stuff? But no, for me, affirmations are just positive, short, positive little statements to help you see yourself and others in a more positive light. So for me, when my coach said, Giovanni, you should write a book, I'm like, I I don't write books, but I had to write an affirmation. I write books. I love writing books. I am a successful author. And that helped me get through that process. And when it comes to networking, I love connecting with people. Um, I love attending networking events. I had to create affirmations like that. To Wait, do you actually, or are you saying that right now to convince yourself? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to because I've changed that. Oh, I hate networking. It's so hard. It's so difficult. I've changed that into a more positive um, thought pattern. And so now I actually enjoy it. Okay. Um, this is good. I, when you first say affirmations, I just think of the guy looking in the mirror saying, I'm a good person and people like me. <laughs> um, damn it. <laughs> uh, 
Not quite, not quite. But I'm thinking now uh, I had an incident with uh, one of my daughters recently. Incident maybe isn't the right word, but I've always been bad with people's names. And at one point, I remember consciously telling myself, I'm just not going to try to remember people's names anymore. Forget about it. When I'm introduced, I'm not even listening anymore. It's just going to pass through me. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'm bad with names. I don't know your name. Sorry. Um, and then I'm working with my daughter on her math homework. And she keeps telling me, oh, I'm just bad at math. I'm just bad at math. And I keep telling her, you're, you're not bad at math. Stop saying that. And I'm, it's like she pulled this ninja Jedi mind trick on me uh, almost where I realized as I'm coaching her like, oh. I got to listen to my own advice here. I'm trying to tell her, stop telling yourself you're bad at math. You're great at it. You just need to focus. Like I've been doing this with names for years. I need to stop telling myself I'm bad at names because I realized as soon as I did that, I just got way worse because you give up on it. It's like, I need to focus more on it, not give up on it. Just like her. If I, if I, if you pay attention to it, if you give yourself affirmations instead of uh, undermining yourself, you know, it actually reinforces, it makes you better at the thing. Yeah. And that chapter, I start out with a quote from Muhammad Ali, and he says, it's the repetition of affirmations that lead to belief. Once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Hmm. And so when it comes to names, which is another chapter in my book, you're ahead of me, Sky. That's another chapter I talk about oh. people name, people's names. But with affirmations, if you repeat this positive thought versus the negative thought, then great things begin to happen. Awesome. Yeah. That's uh, I don't know. I feel like it sounds like frou-frou stuff, but it, there really is some good, solid, easy learning there with affirmation. It is very much so. What's okay. next on our agenda? So we're at the event. We did our research ahead of time. We know what the crowd is about. We read the same books they've read. Um, we have our bullet points of potential talking points. We told ourselves in the mirror, I'm good at this, damn it. I can network every day for a month ahead of time. I'm going to nail this. Then what? what's next? Your powerful marketing script or your 60-second commercial elevated pitch. I don't use those terms because they don't really grasp how powerful that script should be. So I call it your powerful marketing script who you are, what you do, how you help, why you do it, and who you're looking to connect with. You need to know those things in 60 seconds or less. Excellent. So I guess what kind of network are we, are we talking about here? Is this an event where everybody knows they're there to network? Are you just talking about you're, you're at an event and your goal is to network, but maybe it's some other kind of event? Can it be Can it be either one? It can be any any of the above, all of the above. It could be in a supermarket. Um, mm -hmm. If you happen to hand someone a business card, they're going to ask you, what do you do? And if you don't know what you do in 60 seconds or less, you've already lost the person. They're not going to reach out to you. So long mm -hmm. as you know, if you're going to a structured event, if you're at a chamber event, if you're at a trades meeting, even if you're on, on the job somewhere, people want to know what role you play in the company. If you don't know what to tell them, you've lost an opportunity to genuinely connect. So for every person should know who they're looking to connect with, why they do what they do, and um, what the next steps are to further that relationship. Okay. I think the guy at the dog park that was really trying to convince me to become a vegan read your book. <laughs> Did he do a good job? You he had a hell of a pitch. 
That's another thing is to be memorable because people want, you want people to remember you when it comes time to promote you or to use your services or to refer you. If they don't remember you, it's just an opportunity missed. Hmm. I love it. We got a bonus one there. Yes. <laughs> oh, so being memorable, any, um, any tricks on that? Oh, one of the things that I always tell people is remembering people's names. That's chapter eight in the book. We're, we're jumping ahead. But names, if you can come up with a way to remember people's names, they will remember you and they will love you. And I just have a quick example. Yesterday, I was in one of our local parks and I met a couple of people. I met three kids. I met Henry, I met Angel, and I met Gabriel. At the end, I asked them what you my just name made was. those names up. <laughs> oh, I'm dead serious. But at the end, I asked all three of them what my name was and they could they couldn't tell me. Um, I also met Cheryl, Piles, and Duke. And I remember all their names, but if I see them, I'll say, hey, Cheryl, remember me? And she won't remember my name. But that's a good way. I use these things in my head, um, say their name, repeat their name three times, visualize Mm -hmm. them, connect them with someone else um, so that I can remember a person's name and that will make you memorable. So one of the techniques that I've done, I love your, the repeating it, like Javanya, when we first start talking, one of the notes on my wall here is says, say their name. Because during the show, I introduced Javanya Allen at the beginning of the show. And then throughout the show, the natural thing is to not keep saying your name when we're talking, right? Yeah. Uh, you listen, you see movies and sitcoms and they keep saying the person's name. You're like, that's weird. That's not, and they're like, oh, they're trying to reinforce that or introduce a character. Hey, Steve, my brother. And it's like, I'm sorry, but I don't refer to somebody as their name and call them my brother. Uh, oh, they're trying to introduce them. Um, I found when talking to people the first time, yes, even though it's unnatural, saying their name multiple times in the beginning helps it stick for me as well. And I think networking wise, when people like to hear you say their name as well, um, it makes them feel closer to you when you're saying, when you're saying their, their name. So Javanya, if I say your name in weird situations and you're like, why is this guy doing that? Um, but I found saying it multiple times. And then if it doesn't stick, I, I'll sometimes, if I really want to remember the person's name, I'll just do something to embarrass myself about it because the embarrassment helps it stick in your, there's like something chemically that helps it stick there. I'll point out to them that I'm not going to remember their name because in some weird, embarrassing way or something like that. And it's even worse with my name because it's easy to remember. It's not like Steve or something. It could have mixed in with so many other names. So they always remember my name and then I'm, I'm super troubled, uh, not remembering theirs. Um, so remember the names. Awesome. So you want to be memorable, but then, uh, remembering their names, figuring out some sorts of tricks, putting out some effort, telling yourself you're, you can remember their names helps. Okay. Exactly. And, you know, just asking those non-traditional questions. Um, I know like business network and it's like, Hey, what do you do? What company do you work? Like people don't buy that. (laughs) They buy your story. They buy the relationship. Why would I come and buy insurance from you? I buy it from you because I know, like, and trust you. Not because you work for a certain company, not because you're selling whole life versus um, term life. It's because I like you and I want to support you. So some of the Mm. things that I teach people are specific questions to ask, like, you know, um, what do you like to do for fun, Sky? Mm. And it helps you remember them probably as well. Oh, you're the person that. 
Exactly. And typically you'll find some common ground in those questions. It'll lead to a deeper relationship. Whereas if I just say, hey, here's my business card. I work for X, Y, and Z company. My business cards go in the trash like everybody yeah. else's. But if I ask you those questions, um, our relationship will go to another level. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I would say if you print your business card on like an old iPhone case or something, it'd probably go in the trash just because it's annoying, but on something <laughs> memorable, then they probably remember you better. Um, I remember one of our our sales guys, and we used to do a lot of events before COVID, and he would always buy a new like 1980s style, like either fluorescent pink or orange shirt or something like that. He was like, oh, I just want people to, it helps people remember me at events. Exactly. One of my friends, he's known as the guy with the bow tie. So mm -hmm. he always wears a bow tie to every event. And when he says his tagline, it's the guy with the bow tie. So he's never, yeah. we're going to remember him and what he does versus, you know, the guy that comes in with the white shirt and the blue suit every so, meeting. Right. A visual branding kind of, I grew a mohawk as a joke during COVID. And then halfway through, I realized, wait, when we go back to events, I think I'm keeping this because Talk about a visual remembrance uh, on the floor of a business event. I'm the CEO with the Mohawk. That's I can. That's, that's easy enough. I like it too, so I, I can keep it for. It's a tax write off. That's great marketing. <laughs> Whenever I go to um, networking events, I'll wear something with my twisted networking logo on it. Um, so people can see it. If I'm hosting a networking event virtually or if I attend anything, I make sure that people are able to see my logo because you want to stand out in the crowd. There's so many things vying for our attention. You have to do whatever you can to be memorable. Also, I imagine if you make it easier for other people to have something to approach you about, if you look approachable, you have something for them to ask you a question about, that's a really interesting bow tie or whatever it is. Um then it's probably easier to network too because you're not having to make every approach. Um, exactly. You're not having to. And if they have something that you can pick out to comment on, they probably put it there so you would start the interaction. Um, exactly. It helps break the ice. So have a, a physical icebreaker, a visual icebreaker kind of. Smart. It's smart. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So we got our powerful marketing script. Um, assuming we're going into a networking event where it's like, this isn't a Halloween party where you're just hanging out and you might want to chat with some people, but you have a business goal here that you want to achieve kind of. You're looking to actually make uh, connections of use. Um, what about saying connections of use? You're talking with somebody and you realize this person is not somebody I need in my network. Mm, is is there like a bail wrong, technique? <laughs> that's the wrong attitude to have. Okay. I think everybody brings something to the table. Maybe I can't benefit from you at this moment. Maybe I can make a connection for you. Um, I don't know. I think everybody brings some value. Maybe our businesses don't align at this time, but maybe I can invite you to a networking event. Maybe I can refer you to one of my friends' networking event. There's always something that we can do to be helpful for someone. However, when you get in those situations where the conversations start to drag on, you have to sometimes kindly exit the conversation. And the best way to do it and say, hey, I have a goal. My goal today was to meet a couple of people, two or three people. It was nice meeting you. If there's someone that I think would be a great connection for you, I'll make that connection and I'll talk with you soon. I'd love to talk with you the rest of the time, but I got two more people. I got. I usually say, I just remembered I have, I have a video I got to return to Blockbuster. And then I just turn around and walk away. <laughs> 
Okay. That's, that's my exit. We don't want to be known as the rude person. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Only that that's the way you want to go. But <laughs> all right, building a network here. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Don't burn your network. That's uh, that's probably in there somewhere. Burn. Yes. I've had people come to me 10 years later. Like, I'm like, how do you even remember me? Um, I did get used to when someone would give me a business card, I would write on the back of it. I would make some notes so that I could remember them um, because it's hard to remember everybody, but people come back. They don't forget you. They don't forget how you made them feel. They remember those things. And so our goal is to make sure that when the time comes, they come looking for us. Excellent. What do you think about other gimmicks? Like um, one I thought of a while ago during the non-event times was uh, you say people give you their business card, right? And you want to remember their names and all, all of these different things you're trying to do with a network. You want them to remember you. What if you have them write their name on your arm for each person you talk to? And at the end of the day, you just have this arm of, and maybe you can't even read the names, but they're going to remember you. As, like, what about those kind of gimmicky things? Are those a good idea? It's weird. It's weird. Right. It's weird. <laughs> but you kind of be remembered. Yeah, not positively maybe. Weird, but... but you know, you don't want people to say, "Hey, you know the weird guy," because not oh, yeah. people don't really want to work with the weird guy. Okay. Yeah. Even though we're weird in our own sense, I have my quirks and stuff, but I don't think people would say, "Javanya, you know the weird girl, the weird woman, <laughs> the weird thing." Yeah. So one thing I thought of when cultivating the mohawk and being like hey this you know this fits my persona and was i can't just come across as a weird guy with a mohawk so if i'm going to have this look i better be extra professional to go along with it to to counteract so they don't just think oh yeah that unprofessional weirdo (laughs) i could i don't i don't even remember what he's talking about he was just too weird until you get into the one-on-one, then you can let them know how really weird you are. But yeah, yeah. when you first meet a person. <laughs> hey, you don't let them know how weird you are on the first date. Come on. that's Everybody knows that. Exactly. <laughs> Some people don't know. So I'm trying to teach them when networking, networking is similar to dating. <laughs> that's that's my book. Never take someone to your dungeon on the first date. That's the name of my book. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. <laughs> um, it's all about business networking. Um, so, Okay. So the, uh, are there any gimmicks that are a good idea? Like, okay. Like things like writing stuff on your arm, doing some, you know, juggling while you're talking to the person. There's a lot of really stupid stuff you could do that would just be annoying or weird. Are there any tricks or gimmicks that, that might be effective or should you just keep it straightforward and clean? Well, I know right now there's a lot of these digital business cards that are going around where you kind of like bump your phone against their phone and the contact just jumps in it. And those are little gimmicky things. I guess they could be cute and they could work. You really have to work with what your personality is. But my thought is don't try so hard. Hmm. Oh, interesting. You're you're coming across desperate, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're coming across desperate. Keep it simple. Are you able to maintain this gimmick forever? Are you going to use this gimmick with everybody? You know, in which case it's not a gimmick. It's just a personality trait or something. That's fine. Okay. Exactly. If that's you, great. But um, just keep it simple. Don't put extra stuff on yourself. Maybe a bow tie, but beyond that. Maybe. All mohawk, you know whatever <laughs> don't make it weird. okay so you're looking to network if you make things weird not work awkward that's not really going to help you right no. it seems like that's kind of what you're saying like don't don't get too weird right no people do business with people they know like and trust 
I know you. Do I like you is a different story. <laughs> I might like you. Then there's people you like for five minutes, but you could never be around them for 10 minutes. Exactly. You don't want to be that. And would I refer you to my mother? That's another one of my litmus tests. Would I refer you to my mom? If I want to refer you to my mom. Yeah, if they won't take you home to the parents, then. Uh... <laughs> I don't know that we're going to do business long term. <laughs> But I will keep you in my my network because, you know, there's other things. I, I had someone teach my sons how to tie a Windsor knot. I had no mm -hmm. idea what a Windsor knot was. Like at a networking so, event. At a, yes. He showed my sons. Was that and a thing he was pre-prepared for? Or he just see your son's tie was a little loose or something and say, hey, let me show you that. I met him at a networking event. And I ended, ended up introducing him to my children and they had regular ties. And he said, hey, let me show you how to tie a Windsor knot. Mm -hmm. okay. So there's things that people can bring to the table. It's not always a sale. It's not always, you know, um, a client. It could be just some information that's going to help you grow personally mm -hmm. and professionally. Or now someone was, in your network. Was he from the men's warehouse uh, or was it completely unrelated to his business? Completely unrelated to his business. He was just a great human being who taught, who actually introduced me to the business networking scene. He mm -hmm. showed me what it was all about. And, you know, I knew him. I liked him. I trusted him. And then I ended up introducing him to my sons. And he taught my sons a skill set that, that I, I wasn't able to. And so networking sometimes has to be thought about through a lens of life, not just business. So... That's interesting. So it seems like he was likable and all mm -hmm. these other things, but he also spontaneously, it appears, gave something of value in exactly. the networking exchange. It wasn't just, hey, here's who I am and here's my pitch. And now you have these words in your head and hopefully they stick. Um, it was almost like this this piece of uh, knowledge swag with teaching how to tie a Windsor knot. Exactly. He touched my life. He touched my children's life. He let them, you know, this is the skill that's taken them into adulthood. He taught them that when they were children. And this was just a person that I met networking. He found my business card and called me. Awesome. So you just okay. never know the power of relationships. Okay. So we've gone through a couple here. We've got probably time to get through a couple more. Before we do that, though, I want to switch gears. And I want to switch over to Javanya so people can, the listeners here can, like, sometimes I forget the way we talk that we, there are listeners. I hope there are listeners. Um, so I want to switch over to you so they can know a little bit more about you. You know, okay. We know you're a founder of a company, Twisted Networking. Sounds like it has to do with networking. That's good. You wrote a book on networking. Okay. That's good. How did you get to the position you're at? Can you give us a, like a quick through? Why did you get into business coaching and, and networking coaching and, and networking at, at all? And also you live in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, I believe. So give us some personal info on you and your journey. Awesome. So um, I like to start when I was born. <laughs> I'm not going to take you through all those years, but I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, when I was three, my parents moved us to Providence, Rhode Island, my brother and I, and I spent the majority of my life in Providence, Rhode Island. I did all kinds of jobs. I managed a group home. I waitressed. Um, I did, I managed an office. I did daycare. Um, and so in 2009, when I was working in a home daycare with my mother, I was introduced to network marketing. And that's where 
everything opened up to me. I started my first business. I was introduced to direct sales. And, you know, if you know anything about direct sales, you have to, you start with your friends, you start with your family, you start with your warm market. But after that, then you need to go into the cold market to share what you're doing and how you help. And so the, the gentleman that I mentioned a few minutes ago, he found my business card. I don't know where he found it at, um, but he called me. And I remember the day I was walking through a Home Depot and I get this random call from this stranger trying to sell me something. <laughs> um, but we just connected and he introduced me to business networking. Interesting. Started, did you started, buy what he was trying to sell? Eventually I did. Eventually I did not right off the rip because most people are like, yeah, no, I don't want that. I don't need that. But eventually I did. I became his client. He became my client and he introduced me to the world of business networking. And so I attended all kinds of events. There's so many out there. However, they all felt inauthentic and uncomfortable for me. Interesting. One of the issues I run into with a lot of networking events or groups and stuff like that are, um, and I'm, I'm not talking about and not networking groups, but um, you know, you get a group on LinkedIn or Facebook or something like that on a particular topic, and people are really there to network. But frequently, it's you know, you have a sales group, and they're all there to sell each other their products, and nobody's there to buy. So it's like everybody's there to to sell, not really to network and make connections and sell each other, and that does make it awkward and inauthentic, and uh, and frequently kind of not the right. Um, group of people to even be trying to practice it to versus maybe a trade show or something where people are there because they are buyers and because they are sellers and you get to have a, a better interaction like that or like a Halloween party where it's a more casual networking, getting to know each other interaction without um, yeah, the, the, the groups, the specific topic groups seem to me to be very uncomfortable because yeah. Everybody knows nobody wants what they're pitching, but they're all pitching each other, kind of. Exactly. They need to read my book. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand that the point of these events is to introduce yourself to other people. It's an introduction. It's not a sales pitch. It's not time to try to you know, sell somebody what you're offering. It's an introduction. Um, but one of the things that I do differently with Twisted Networking is we focus on the personal first. So at our events, we do a relationship building activity where we ask more of a down to earth question to get to know another person. And then we talk business. So you're saying I should have started this podcast with Tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Where's the? That's it. <laughs> Rhode Island. All right. All right. Okay. Let's wait. Let's jump back to that. So you, you're you in uh, Rhode Island, you said, right? Yes. You start getting into networking. You meet this guy. You're, you, Then you really get into this field. But now you're living down in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. You're writing books about networking. What was the jump there? Like oh. you didn't... Um, you know, there's a lot of directions you can go with networking. Yeah. And it was a lot of personal development. There was a lot of affirmations. There was a lot of crying. <laughs> um, but Wait, when I started, is that a step in your book, Crying, which is that chapter four? Let me see. Um, that, that's in the, 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 the revision one, the revised version. <laughs> um, but I just, when I started Twisted Networking, I saw the need for not just myself, but for other people to feel comfortable connecting with other people so that they can build their business. And I found that through the network marketing company that there are a lot of introverts in people's sales force that are not doing well because they're not personally developed. 
They don't know how to go out there. I, like I mentioned, I came from working in a daycare. I was wearing hoodies and jeans and boots and, you know, playing with babies to working in a, in a business setting. And so there was a lot of personal development, a lot of networking, talking to people. Um, during the pandemic, my family decided to move to North Carolina. So I went with my mother and father down there to get them settled in retirement and early this year, I decided I was going to um, move to Mexico. So here I am. Oh, so that's here. a new thing. Mexico, very new there. I've only been here seven months now. I did comment before that your background looks like a fake Zoom background. It's that's <laughs> it's so know. new. I'm glad to hear that. You just haven't cluttered things up yet because you <laughs> haven't had time. It's been like this for seven months. And my houses have always looked like this, even when I had young children. So I just like to keep a, a well-kept home. I, I make my bed every morning. Not everybody does that. That's, that's oh, a typical too. What is that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I had just moved in there seven months ago, you'd still see all the boxes in the background and nothing else. Yeah. It would yeah, not be curtains. impact yet. <laughs> curtains that need to be fixed. Curtains you know, on the floor. That. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Oh, see, now you're picking on some personal information there. Now, you know, I, I bought a house and it took me five or six years to put up any curtains. That so, was just between you and I, Sky. Okay? Different, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else knew. Okay, so now you are, I guess you, you wrote a book on this. You're you're down in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Um, most of the work you do in consulting, networking, training, that kind of stuff is is that remote type stuff then? Yes, I call myself a digital nomad now. I pack up my iMac or whatever I have and travel wherever I'd like to work. Um, as long as I have an internet connection, I can do what I love to do most, host networking events, meet people, talk about networking, um, and just help people to develop better relationships. And so, yes, I'm here in Playa del Carmen. Not sure how long I'm going to be here, but my heart says to stay here right now, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. It's like 80-something degrees today. Um, I'm in LA and I'm jealous. Um, okay. So let's get a couple more things in anything else you want to share with people. Obviously you've got a lot more in the book. I feel like a late night show where, where you wrote a book and you're coming on now and we're like, get the book. Um, there's a lot more in there, but any other kind of, uh, key points in there that, uh, that we can share in the next couple of minutes. Sure. There's some other chapters that I'm not going to go into detail with because I want them to read the book, but I talk about social media, how to use that for your benefit. Um, we talked about names. There's a whole chapter in there on how to get better using people's names, compliments. But one of my favorite chapters in the book, and it's probably close to the shortest, is the power of a smile. Smile more, people. We're walking around with these growls on our face, looking miserable. Nobody wants to do business with someone who looks miserable. <laughs> mm. I think that's one of the benefits of alcohol. There's a lot of downsides, but people say it helps me loosen up. And like what it really loosens up is your smile. Makes you yeah. smile a little bit more. But be, you have to be cautious because not everybody can handle their alcohol, especially in a business setting. So. Well, practice your smile, too, because if you're smiling like a crazy AI, showing your teeth. Exactly. Um, you know, you got to work on that smile a little. Exactly. That's one of the tips. And, you know, one of the takeaways is practice your smile. Look in the mirror, smile at yourself. If you need dental work, put, put, put a plan together to get it taken care of. There's solutions but for everything. Not too much. If you have these blinding white, I've talked to people. And I'm like, this is distracting. This is weird. Like, what's wrong with your mouth? Your teeth are so unnaturally white. 
Man, I saw somebody like that today and I'm like, oh, your whole top. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever works. It's probably better than what they had. So we're going to leave it alone. Hey, you know what? Good point. Good point. Yeah. It was it was distracting, but damn it, I remembered it. So. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. you know, smile more, smiling. And it's not just for other people. It's for you, too. There's so many health benefits to smiling and to having those positive thoughts. And, you know, the more positive you are, the more you feel better about yourself, the more you're able to connect with other people and have genuine, authentic relationships. You know what? Back to the affirmations. I don't remember what the book was. It was it was on happiness. And I remember reading this book years ago. And one of the things they were saying is smile on purpose, just throughout the day. Smile. It makes you happier. Like, yes. what? Really? And it's like, no, no, really. Practice, like force yourself to smile. <laughs> it makes you happier. So there's it something does. to the smile thing. People, people it like does. it a lot better. Uh, also mouth related networking, I would say, bring some gum or breath mints. Because you may have one hell of a sales pitch, but <laughs> if if you got bad breath going on, it's really hard to pay attention to that. They will remember you. <laughs> yeah, not for the good things. And also, if you've eaten something, make sure to go and check your teeth. Go into the bathroom, carry a pocket mirror, carry a little floss. Um, and if you see somebody with something in their teeth, please let them know. Um, you know, I've come up one... This person's been in the room for an hour and they have the green stuff in the middle of their teeth and no one has told them anything. Mm. That's they my evil, you. my Jedi mind trick is to tell people they have something in their trick teeth when they don't. Now I've got power over them. <laughs> Whatever works. Whatever don't don't do that. That's a jerk move. <laughs> yeah, no. Let people know, you know, if their shirt's not buttoned, do something to help, help a brother out. Help somebody out and they will definitely appreciate you for that. I, because I want someone to do the same for me. Don't let me walk around with spinach in my teeth or, you know, my makeup is all over the place. Help, help someone out. Be helpful. I, I have noticed at live events, there's a couple things that we try to stock when we have a booth at a live event to help with the networking. One is some, like people have candy, but just because they think people want candy. The only time I have ever getting can taking candy at one of these events is because I need a breath mint and that's the closest thing there was to it. Um, so we would stock things like gum and some events are like, no, we can't have, <laughs> do not give away gum in our event, please. There's going to be everywhere. Like what these are not four-year-old children. Come on. Um, but uh, you know, we'll stock some sort of breath mint type stuff. And you'll find people come over throughout the day specifically for that. Like, oh, God, thank you. I need that. Uh, highlighters uh, as well because they're trying to make some notes. Pens everybody has. But these things that that you know you need at a networking event and you don't have, if if you have those available, it, it helps attract people and uh, open conversations as well. Definitely. And your mouth gets dry. So and that that's normal. That happens. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if somebody's mouth is a little tart, maybe you need to let them know. I know it's not comfortable, but, you know, do you want them walking around giving off that bad impression? Help people out. Just help help each other. out. I have a trick for that without telling somebody, hey, your breath stinks because I will carry gum on me. I will get a piece for myself and then ask if they would like one. And then you don't have to tell them your breath stinks, but you still get to. And then they say no. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> you got to ask them again. Are you sure? <laughs> You see, sometimes you have some people need it raw, you know, <laughs> or you just tell them, no, you would like a piece. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works for your personality, but help people <laughs> up. and know yourself too. like, you know, do the cup test. 
Mm. You know, check or go drink some water, or especially if you're nervous, your your mouth starts to salivate, you need to go do something about it. Take care of it and then come back and get back to work. I just assume I'm bad breath and I put a piece of gum in. It's Love like, it. I'm not a fan safe. of gum, but mm. I like to keep some mint, some peppermint, some something something like that, or you know, just make sure I'm drinking water, stay away from you know the harsh cheeses at these types of events and Back, another benefit of alcohol. Hey, if you're drinking a vodka martini, it's really hard to have bad breath. <laughs> but if you don't have self-control, leave no, the vodka Then your breath alone. can get really bad later. Yeah. Ooh, I <laughs> <laughs> you got a little something on your, I think that's your dinner on your shirt there. That's, uh, or I'm wearing your dinner. I don't want to yeah. wear your <laughs> Then I'd say you could just skip over being polite and tell them to go away at that point. Hey, okay. Fantastic. I think we've got time for any one more little nugget of uh, of information. Any chapter you haven't hit on you want to just uh, give a teaser for here? I just want to talk about networking events and twisted networking. Hmm. Um, my slogan is networking is the number one key to success in this game called life. I think networking is everything. Money comes from people. Everything comes from people. So the better we get with relationships, the more successful we will be in the office, in the family, in business. So um, with Twisted Networking, I'm welcoming people onto our virtual events. I host one once a month. We will be going back to in-person events soon. So I'm really excited about that in 2023. That's where we started off, but virtually has definitely taken us um, to Malaysia, to Sweden, to Peru. We've had people from all over the world attend our virtual events. And so if networking is something that you want to work on, um, if it's something that you know you need to incorporate into your life, or if you're a sales manager, if you have a sales team, um, please take a look at Twisted Networking. This could be a great opportunity to help your company grow by developing your people more. And that's uh, twistednetworking.com. We'll have it on the show notes too. And I would say if networking is something you don't want to work on, you do. Stop it. Do some affirmations and go work on networking because you're the one who really needs it. The person who wants to work on it, they don't have a problem probably as much. Um, So you have uh, the book, Introvert's Guide to Becoming a Master Networker. Again, we'll have that in the show notes. And then twistednetworking.com. Go check out Giovanna there. And uh, then, of course, on LinkedIn, people can find you. Where else uh, can people find you? Yeah, they can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. And I also just wanted to add that I am uh, about to launch Networking School, which is a digital course that can be purchased. You can do it on your own. There's um, specific chapters from the book that I have created uh, modules for to help people to develop their networking skills. So I'm really excited about the launch of Networking School, which is coming out soon. It seems like a great natural thing because you have a networking school. You have a bunch of people get together, want to network. Now you're like, okay, now network with each other, people. Oh, I mean, I'll teach you some stuff to practice. Then you practice on each other. And that's a great, uh, it seems like that'll work really well. It's fantastic. I'm really, really excited Mm. about that. All right. Get your butts to networking school, people. Um, again, uh, twistednetworking.com is where you can find Giovanna, everything all about, all about her. And on our show notes here at if you market.com, uh, you can find uh, all the information on her as well. And then, um, please do uh, share the show on social media, give us good reviews, share us with your friends and, uh, and colleagues. And on behalf of the, if you market team and Giovanna Allen of twisted networking, Thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with networking, they will come.
Are you looking for new leads or always in need of quality contacts for your marketing campaigns? But list companies and online tools are the worst, right? Well, then you've got to check out Top Data Search by Mountaintop Data. At Mountaintop Data, we're a team of weird people that actually like getting our hands dirty with sales and marketing data, and we specialize in business contact information. We compile and maintain a database of tens of millions of targeted, high-quality business decision makers with emails, phone numbers, mailing address, and all the information you need. Go to topdatasearch.com and request a free account with the promo code IYM1000, like if you market the podcast here, and get a free account with unlimited searches, no seat fees, and 1,000 free record download credits. That's topdatasearch.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.